Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. You can stick it to the man and big tech. Join our FTL social mastodon at social.freetalklive.com. Welcome to Declare Your Independence on the Free Talk Live Network. It's time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember... I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Hancock from Phoenix, Arizona. Well, west of Phoenix, out in the desert, where we're getting ready to occupy the land. Well, our guest today, Doug Casey, he's a land occupier over the years and decades. He's done that very, very, very thing. And it's been, you know, he's such an inspiration on so many different levels because he knows what's up. Now, Doug, I don't know if I ever told you this. You know, I remember uh, the first time I ever saw you, I was homesick from school i think or something on phil donahue you know <laughs> you know when you know things were going uh you know crazy there and i remember you saying hey when all this stuff happens that's when you know a lot of people they make the money so i'm just like you know things are god man it's really i i'm, I'm really interested and i know the audience wants to know what you think is going to happen for 24 and some people that know what's up they're gonna be get filthy stinking rich again you know i'm just saying what do you think is coming in 24 share with us will you doug Hmm. there's an excellent chance that this won't be a year like all years it'll be a very different year um not least because it's an election year and you have actual jacobins that control the apparatus of the state in washington dc I don't think they're going to run Biden. Uh, he's he's too embarrassing. And and uh, Harris is whatever her name is. Kamala is even worse. So they're going to come up with somebody different. Uh, I guess Trump will be the Republican candidate. Oh, how's Bobby Kennedy fit into it? Uh, you know, this could we've been on the ragged edge of a civil war in this country for five or ten years, and it could boil over, because I think what's going to happen, my prediction, is that the Democrats are going to steal this election. And my guess is they're going to put up a left-wing general. uh, Because one of the few things that people kind of still trust is the military. So I think the Democrats are going to wind up running a left-wing general. And uh, they'll steal it from Trump. And uh, 
I think the pot's going to boil over. Not only because of the political upset, but because um, we could have a financial meltdown, uh, an economic collapse, uh, serious social problems. So uh, I don't want to be in a big city. In fact, I'm talking to you right now from my farm in Uruguay, uh, where I spent most of the year. There in my apartment in BA. I come back to the U.S. during the northern summer. But uh, I want to watch what's going to happen out my front, out, on my widescreen down here, <laughs> not out my front window in the U.S. No, I'm hip to that. This is, um, is there a, our mindset was that there was going to be a freedom's phoenix. You know, it's going to be from the ashes, the rebirth. That was the whole concept of what we were talking about when we started freedom's phoenix and um i'm feeling some ashes are coming and i tell you when it was it really kind of triggered it for me it was the um it was october november of 19 before pandemic and this one we decided we're going to get a bus and travel because we could see it coming but it was the movie joker with joaquin phoenix and me and a friend saw that back east i'm like what the crap was that? And then a few months later, Portland, you know, the at, you know, being bailed out by Kamala Harris, literally bailing out people, you know, firebombing, whatever. Doing. I'm like, what the crap? This is on purpose. And it's predictive programming. And you get the Obama movie coming out. You know, I haven't seen it, but, you know, Civil War. They got another Civil War movie coming out, you know, this May or something. It's like they're conditioning us for something to happen. And I'm wondering why. I don't see the benefit, even the they, them, those. I, I don't understand other than less they just want to bulldoze the cities and put a 15-minute city in, or they just want to kill everybody. You know, I, I this depopulation thing seems legit. I mean, they're wanting to, you know, uh, with vaccines and fertility rates and everything else. Do you think that's a legitimate concern or trying to depopulate the planet? <laughs> well, uh, who's that court intellectual for the World Economic Forum? Noble Hubel Harari or whatever right, his name right, is. Right, 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 right. Okay. Skinny ball guy. Uh, he, he's, got, he's actually quite amusing uh, where he comes out and says that uh, the world is full of useless eaters. It's a term that... Kissing your head, yeah. Quite, quite correctly. Oh, was that uh, Lenin or was that Kissinger that said that? No, I think Lenin is the first one that, that coined that term. Man, they all was, in line, man. Well, Lenin, man. Lenin was actually quite a good wordsmith. He, I think he, he was the original one that coined the term useless eaters. But um, Harari says that there are large numbers of useless people. And uh, what should be done with them is keep them amused with video games and feed them. And uh, they'll die off because they serve no useful purpose. It's amazing to me that he considers himself a useful person, <laughs> frankly. But, um, yeah, I, why, why do these people uh, hate other people so much? Because, uh, you know, you'd think that uh, the powers that be would actually be afraid that if they destroy civilization as it is currently constituted, that um, 
that the peasants might string them up by their heels from lampposts. I mean, they're playing with fire. So I don't understand it. It's not going to help them. Uh, I think it's just because they hate humanity so much. That's that's the reason. Yeah, there's there's something. One of the other things, I, I want to get your comment on this, is the um, good versus evil thing. You know, you're starting to see that, you know, religion and uh, faith was starting to go on its way out. And now it's making some resurrection. And people are starting to see that it's up against, you know, this is like biblical stories. I mean, you read the Bible, it's like parallels a lot of the stuff that's going on. And um, and that's really kind of what the revelation was all about. But um, I'm wondering, what do you think? Is there a, a good evil you know, an empathy, compassion, love versus, you know, sociopathic, we don't give a crap, we're going to take your stuff because you're letting us kind of battle, and sooner or later there's got to be a confrontation. There's so many, there's an ocean of good people, but there's such, the any position of influence or power is taken over by, you know, they, them, those bad guys. And I'm wondering... You know, is there an enlightenment coming to where we're starting to realize that there there's something phys- physiologically wrong with these people? There's some there's going to be a test. I mean, something. You know, there has to be an awareness that this path, the way we structure society now, and it be all around the banks and what they want, is going to go away because it's going to go away because it doesn't work. You know, socialism doesn't work because it doesn't work. I mean, you know, it just doesn't work. So. How do you think that's going to play out, or do you think we're just destined to keep cycling on all this crap and we're never going to figure it out? I've asked this, I've asked myself this question many times in many ways over the years. On the one hand, I'm a long-term optimist because uh, the ascent of man has been going on from the times when we just had to beat on earth and rub for roots and berries 10,000 years ago. And it's been accelerating over the last couple hundred years. Things have gotten better and better and better in a uh, exponential curve. So that's cause for long-term optimism, I would say. Uh, on the other hand, uh, if you look at it from a personal freedom point of view, starting 100 years ago in the United States, uh, the state has grown and become more powerful and uh, has taken a larger and larger share of the economy. Uh, So you've got these trends that are in contradiction to each other. Uh, Right now, I think, Ernie, you and I are on the wrong side of history. Hmm. Uh, Why do I say that? Because the bad guys, the collectivists, statists, the wokesters. Wokesters. (laughs) Yes, they... They control the apparatus of the state. That's very, very important. Uh, They control the media. They control the entertainment industry. They control the corporations. Uh, And uh, they've, for decades and decades, they've indoctrinated kids in schools and colleges. And, of course, a kid's told something by his teacher, tends to believe it. So it's hard to change uh, that trend. So I'm rather pessimistic about how this is all going to work out. Um, yeah. In the short run. Well, but, what's I mean, in the long run, the ascent of men may wear, may very well continue, but on the other hand, we might have a 
uh, a dark age for a couple hundred years in the meantime. Really? You know, that was one thing. A good friend of mine, he goes, we're going into a thousand years of darkness. He goes, we, we let this happen. This happens. It's a thousand years of darkness. And I'm, and I'm like, I can see why you'd say that. It's just, I think the psych, my experience having nose the grindstone, being an activist for so long, is you see the cycles go faster. You know, it's because uh, of communication and transportation and everything. The cycles go faster. The awareness is faster. The revelations are faster. The epiphanies are faster. Uh, technology, it's faster. You know, but, um, you know, fundamentally, it's like Harari you're talking about and these guys, they see that we're just programmable animals. That if you know how to manipulate or uh, condition reflex, you know, responses to whatever the heck, they just do it because they can. And there has to be an enlightenment. And a lot of that comes from religion. It comes because if you if you read the Bible straight through or something, you can see it was a historical record of exactly what's going on. You know, it was always some leader, king, bad guy, or whatever, doing the same crap for the same reasons. It's just, you know, it evolved slower. You know, it happened in a different way, or or well, kind of the same way. But, you know, you, you didn't have a surveillance drone doing it. You had some spy or whatever. But it's, um, and that's another thing, technology with robots. I, I'm... Ever since Star Trek, you know, our generation, you see this, it's just, of course it's going to happen. I saw it on Star Trek, you know, it's just about everything's happening. And I'm seeing with uh, Tesla's Gen 2 robot, that's going to change a lot of things. Because I've been looking for the hand. You know, everybody, yeah, blah, 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 you know, Boston Dynamics Atlas and, you know, the little dog thing, all this kind of stuff. That's cool. You know, it can do some useful things. But when you get some artificial intelligence behind a hand, because the world is all about built around the hand the tools the handles the hatches the whatever everything's built around the human hand if you can do that if you can manipulate that if you can cook with that if you can help elderly with that if you can manufacture with that you do that they're looking at i heard him say something stupid like billions of these robots billions with a b i'm like whoa damn is there humans left after that so it what is ultimately in your mind going to be the controlling factor is it going to be free market is it going to be a top-down thing is it going to be some ai god is it going to be because there's going to be an influential part of humanity going in the future and i'm wondering if it's going to be decentralized as an awareness or an enlightenment of human beings to realize that it's the family or it's you or you own yourself that you're not a slave to some king or something it's going to have to be something fundamental like that which is why we're doing the land thing i'm like man i you got i want to be doug casey man you gotta get out of the freaking city if you want to watch it watch it on your big screen but man i don't want to be in the middle of it so What's your thought process on that, if that even has a chance of happening? Well, there's a, a French phrase. It's sauve qui peut. Let he who can save himself do so. That's what that really kind of translates as. And um, I don't believe in trying to change the world. I mean, the books that I've written and the um, the podcasts that I do every week and the blog that that we publish and all this type of thing. Uh, I do these things not because I think it's going to change the world or even influence the world. 
I do it because it amuses me. Uh, you're only as alive as you are, as you can communicate with other beings, basically. So I do it for that reason. And, you know, they all earn good money for me. And we all want more money. It doesn't matter how much you have. You always want more. Uh, although at this point, I'm not willing to do very much to get much more. I'm not willing to inconvenience <laughs> myself to get more money. But I don't think we can change the course of history is what I'm trying to say, Ernie. What you're doing and what I'm doing, we should consider it as a hobby or personal amusement. Because out of the 8 billion people in the world, we're not going to reach very many of them. And most of them have bad habits. Uh, I'm a believer in Pareto's Law. You're familiar with that, I presume? Uh, uh, Believer in what? Pareto's law is no. better known as the eighty as the eighty twenty rule. Mm. Okay, it's like eighty uh, percent of uh, of your sales are made by only twenty percent of the salesmen, and eighty percent of the only twenty percent of the people commit eighty percent of the crimes in the world. It's the eighty twenty rule, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's a uh, what do you call a, a standard curve. So on one side, you've got the sociopaths. The other side, you have people that are philosophically sound and actively trying to improve things. But along the way, this 80-20 rule, where you take 80% and then you take 80% of the 20% and then 80% of that 4%, it's a a curve. And at this point, uh, most people are in the middle. They don't think about philosophical matters. They don't understand politics. They don't understand economics. They're just influenced by the people in control. And right now, the people in, that own the apparatus of the state everywhere, local, state, national, international, they're all sociopaths. And as I said before, same thing in the media, same thing in entertainment, same thing in academia. So uh, we're in a lot of trouble at the moment. It's going to take decades and decades to turn it around. And uh, you know that's one thing. It, it may, I, I just like it, it. It won't happen all at once. I mean, it won't happen all at once, but it will happen overnight, in my opinion. It's kind of like you can see it coming, and all of a sudden it's Monday. You know, there's there's a, an epiphany or something. There's a war. There's a bank holiday. There's a something. And you're in Uruguay. I wonder what um, uh, your opinion from Uruguay and uh, and you spent time in Argentina and stuff too. I'm wondering uh, what you think about Javier Malay. Is that a sign of anything, or is that just more distraction? Mm. What do you think? That's uh, yes. Uh, I am in Uruguay, which is a, a tiny little country across the Mighty Plate River from Argentina. But um, actually, I've spent I spend much more time in Argentina. Typically, uh, we did a real estate develop there development there, which was idiotic. I've got to say, anybody that puts Capillate, money in South, yep. anybody that puts money in South America uh, as an investment is. <laughs> Should have his head examined. Anyway, uh, Javier Malay, I think he's the real deal. He's an actual anarcho-capitalist. And actually, he started identifying as an anarcho-capitalist. See that book? Oh, you put it up. There. It wasn't that book. 
was a different book. Um, I, I gave long story uh, in down in Patagonia. I gave a chap this one. Uh, no, not that one. It was actually it was a book by Morris and Linda Tannehill called The Market for Liberty. And uh, I suggest any of your listeners go on Google, Google Market for Liberty by Tannehill and uh, read it. It's only like 120 pages. But that was the book that I gave to Jorge. And Jorge translated it from English into Spanish. He gave a copy to um, Millet. And it was at that point Millet started identifying himself as an ANCAP. So Doug Casey point, did it. It's all your fault. Doug Casey did it. Well, I told Jorge, uh, I said, at some point, perhaps Millet will invite us to the Casa Rosada and we can have a free lunch. And uh, Jorge said, Millet doesn't believe in free lunches. I know, I so. didn't saw that coming. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's the real deal. And uh, he's uh, he's done a lot of things. Rolling back the state, firing employees, disbanding agencies. In fact, the last thing that he's done uh, just last week was he fired 22 generals and admirals uh, in the Argentine Armed Forces. Wow. Now, this is one country, Argentina, that doesn't need an army or a navy. And what they have that passes, I mean, 22 generals, it's crazy. Uh, so he got rid of them. So he's doing things like that all the time. But the deep state down here in Argentina is uh, very entrenched and very nasty, and they're fighting back against him. Uh, is Millet going to succeed, or will he be kicked out of office? I don't know. The issue is in doubt. But I'm all for him. He's the real deal. And he's the, as you're aware, he's the first guy in all of history that's identified as an ANCAP, identified himself as a person that wants to get rid of the government, abolish it. Oh, we've been paying uh, attention. He's got his ANCAP captain, ANCAP superhero costume thing. I mean, the guy is just, it's it's been entertainment as heck watching this campaign. And there was a, there's a, uh, a group called uh, Project Arizona, which was uh, started by a gentleman, that's a long story, but they give internships to uh, young 20, early 30 uh, entrepreneurs and so on from around the world. You know, you get, you know, Nepal and, and Poland and Georgia and uh, Argentina and whatever. And it's just um, like November. I inter- I always Every year they come, I interview all of these kids. And one of them is from Argentina. And, uh, and I asked him, I go, how the heck did this Javier Malay thing come about? Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. 
What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from wallofire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Wallofire.com. USA News Update. Cold, cold, and more cold. A brutal Arctic blast moving across the U.S., bringing heavy snow, wind, and ice, along with record-breaking dangerous low temperatures. About 79% of the U.S. can see below freezing temps today and tomorrow. Despite the weather, voters will be making their way to the polls in Iowa for the first official day of voting in the Iowa caucuses. Fawny Willis, the Fulton County, Georgia district attorney who brought charges against former President Donald Trump on election interference, claims allegations that have been brought against her of having an improper romantic relationship with a prosecutor were made because they are black. Two Navy SEALs have been reported missing off the coast of Somalia since Thursday. That search still ongoing. Corey Myers, USA News. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay heating pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay heating pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Appreciate what we do? Help us advertise, market, and promote for just $5 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Freedom's the answer. What's the question? You're listening to Ernest Hancock. 
Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Tired of ever inflating U.S. dollar? You can live your life on Dash with BitRefill.com. Welcome back to Declare Your Independence. Including grocers. We're continuing our conversation with Doug Casey, Amazon International Paid Mastercard. Thanks to the Dash Dow for sending us 32 Dash per month for this sponsorship. It's easy to get and use Dash. You can learn more at Dash.org. That's Dash. Welcome back to Declare Your Independence of Me, Ernest Hancock on the Free Talk Live Network. We're continuing our conversation with Doug Casey, the international man, someone that knows. There's a uh, a group called uh, Project Arizona, which was uh, started by a gentleman, that's a long story, but they give internships to uh, young 20, early 30 uh, entrepreneurs and so on from around the world. You know, you get, you know, Nepal and and Poland and Georgia and uh, Argentina and whatever. And it's just um, like... November, I inter- I always every year they come. I interview all of these kids, and one of them is from Argentina, and uh, and I asked him, I go, how the heck did this Javier Malay thing come about? And um, she said something like, there was a marketing firm that was wanting to uh, promote this ideology. It wasn't just Javier. He was just a really good example of doing it. Plus, he's a rock star in a band, and he's a, you know, economist, and he's, I mean, you know, sooner or later, Neo pops up. I mean, there's always that one guy that does this kind of stuff. Is there any equation whatsoever between the support for him and a free market support kind of thing? What is any relation at all between that and MAGA or Trump or uh, what's going on with the the Trump thing in this 24 election cycle? Because Trump had his chance and he, the stupid cabinet appointments and you know bringing in Bolton and Priebus and you know he lost me right off the bat. I was like, yeah, never mind. But we do the Trump report since the summer of 15. I have a, a local doctor here that he's a big Trump fan. He wants to do Trump report. Well. The whole time, I'm like, you're still voting? And I'm like, I don't care. It doesn't matter or whatever. And it just triggers the crap out of him. But 24, I, I get behind the scenes. You know, uh, we've interviewed you know Patrick Byrne uh, quite a bit and so on over the years. And they're thinking that there is a fix. There is a, a, a mechanism by which we can save America. And General Flynn's going to go in and fix it, which is why they wanted to get rid of him. Because then it's blah, 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 blah. I can go all about what their machinations behind the scenes are going to be. Is that even possible? I mean, what what, what do you think is going to happen? American politics, he goes in day one and starts going all Javier Malay on him. Is that going to make a difference? Are going to let him? Well, look, first of all, as far as Trump is concerned, the problem with Trump, and the reason I don't support Trump, is because he has absolutely no philosophical core. Uh, he's an opportunist. He blows with the wind. Uh, he doesn't understand anything about uh, philosophy or ethics or economics, for that matter, uh, as evidenced by the uh, not only the stupid appointments he made, which you pointed out, but his policies uh, uh, using the government uh, with uh, with uh, government policies and uh, import duties and quotas and so forth. So he. He doesn't want to abolish the government. He just wants to change it. The good thing about Trump and what I like about Trump is that he's a cultural conservative. 
he doesn't really understand much, except he'd like to see the country go back to the days of leave it to Beaver and father knows best. That ain't going to happen. But that's he's a cultural conservative. That's fine. And, and he's light years better than anybody in the Democratic Party. OK, so how does that relate to? Uh, but he's not going to win because the Democrats are um, uh, much more astute at stealing elections than the Republicans are. Yeah. So it's going to be the uh, Democrats again, I think, and or a civil war uh, at the end of this year. But uh, there is hope here in Argentina because maybe, just maybe, uh, Malay will succeed because he understands all kinds of things that Trump had, doesn't have a clue about. So, uh, look, one thing that your listeners have to consider is uh, diversifying themselves politically because there are huge dangers in the world financially for your wealth, huge dangers. But the dangers politically are even greater. So you've got to diversify, just as you diversify financially, hopefully, you uh, also diversify politically. And you should have a crib in a second country that uh, you can move to if the Dems succeed in turning the U.S. into a police state or, or the Republicans. I mean, the U.S. is headed towards a police state. There's no question about it. When the economy collapses, it doesn't matter. The average chimpanzee out there is going to hoot and pant looking for a savior to kiss everything and make it better. And when that happens, you want to be elsewhere. And Argentina is as good a choice as any other place on the planet because also it's about the cheapest place in the world to live. Uh, prices of property, food, everything. Help, everything in Argentina. It's the next, it's, it's almost free. You know, that's so, one thing. There's options, but, uh, you know, we're, you know, I, I want to stay married, so I got to be next to all my grandkids. So that's just the way that is. But the, um, it's, uh, for young people now, uh, I don't see any reason for them to have a Chevrolet apple pie kind of attitude towards America. There's no justification for it. You know, they've been abused so much for so long that I don't I don't see how they're going to benefit by staying here and trying to raise a family. So it's your suggestion to generation next. There's always a generation next. So your suggestion to generation next is what? I mean, what would you you know, now that you've had the, these decades, a lifetime of Doug Casey knows what's up, you know, uh you go to the generation next and you say what really should be one it's a philosophical thing you got to understand what the heck works and what doesn't you know and um uh but i'm i'm encouraged by the fact that it took generations and trillions of dollars to con us into where we are now it, it's not a natural state for humanity so without those inputs, without that money, without those shiny badges, without those guns and wars, without that, it doesn't maintain that the structure. It just can't. So I'm I'm looking for a, a collapse. They go, oh, it's a collapse of society. Oh, it's a collapse of big government, collapse of the state, collapse of, you know, faith in them, collapse of, you know, I'm, I'm all for that. Man. I, I don't care. But it gets messy. 
You know, it's in the end, freedom always wins. It just gets really messy first. And we haven't got to the mess yet. So let's talk about uh, World War Three. What do you think? Oh, I think it's on the way. I mean, war has not been abolished. Uh, this uh, dust up uh, in the Ukraine, and I call it the Ukraine, which is its used to be its technical name. Everybody calls it Ukraine today. Uh, uh, the Russians are absolutely going to win, and the Russians are actually on the right side of the issue. Yes, they shouldn't have invasion invaded. Invasions not a nice thing, but they were highly, highly provoked. So. But that could still spin out of control. Uh, and this thing with uh, the Israelis and the Palestinians in Gaza, uh, that's not going to go away. And the Israelis are in a lot of trouble. Uh, who do I support? Well, the Israelis are the sole representatives of Western civilization in that part of the world. So I support them for that reason. But uh, the, Pal- the Palestinians have a case that's to be made for their them, too. It's none of our business, either one of those things. So, you know, I think you should just spectate and watch. Spectate. And be totally not involved with these people's problems. You uh, know, that, that's one thing, Doug, that uh, when somebody wants to bring up uh, Israel, you know, over the decades, I mean, it's always, I go, I have one question. First, I got a question. Am I allowed not to care. I just want to know if I'm allowed not to care. Yeah. You know? yeah, of course you are. And I don't give a damn. I really I really don't. I feel bad for I feel bad for the Jews. I feel bad for the Mohammedans and you should call them Mohammedans, not Muslims or Islamic people. I could talk about why that is. But I feel bad for both of them, but not my problem. Yeah, I, I'm I'm their own problem. You know, one thing that surprised me, I saw uh, libertarian comedian David Smith interviewed or, or debated uh, with a Israeli female Zionist, whatever. And it was really interesting when she made the point that there's uh, in the world, there's only 15 million Jews. I had no idea with all the influence and control and everything they have 15 million out of 8 billion. That's point oh oh two or something. Uh, I'm like. Wow. The, the average the, the average American the average American thinks one out of three Americans is a Jew because all the lawyers, all the accountants, half of the actors, all the movie producers. I mean, I mean, I mean, Kanye West was right when he said that the Jews uh, and you're not supposed to. Those are two words you're not ever supposed to say together, as uh, Dave Chappelle said, Uh Actually, they've been extremely successful, and they control everything. And, uh, you know, they, uh, Jews, I know lots and lots of Jews. In fact, I consider myself an honorary member of the tribe. I know so many Jews. Yeah. Uh, and, and friendly with, with most of them. Uh, but uh, the fact is, it's, uh, it's a nation without land, and the Zionists want to give the nation land. Now, the fact is, I think they really stole it from the Palestinians, but they make an argument. No, we didn't. I, I don't know, and I don't care. I know the arguments both of them make. Am I allowed anyway. not to care? Yeah. You know, well, half of them, six point whatever million, are in the U.S. Six million yeah, are in right. Israel, and I was shocked at how few there are around the world. Outside, Out of 15 million, you know, almost 13 million of them are U.S. and Israel. 
You know, so it's yeah, like a hundred thousand right. here, twenty thousand there. So I mean, it is amazing to me, and it's all propped up with United States taxpayer dollars and freaking you know military of uh, I got to pay for it. And I, and that was the first thing when I first started doing radio in '03. I had um, VP of Zionist America, whatever he was a lawyer in Scottsdale, came on. And, of course, they're like, oh, no, we foreign policy, you don't give any money to anybody else, but, you know, not out of principle, just because, well, why would you give it to Jordan and Egypt and whatever? And I go, I'm with you, brother, man. I don't want to give them any money. What about Israel? Oh, that's different. You know, that's different. That's different. Right? Yeah, that's different. So I'm wondering, you know, what do you think? Uh, is that going to continue? We got Netanyahu going after. Uh, see, they try to equate Palestine and the people and Hamas and Iran. It's all the same thing, whatever the narrative they're trying to do. And and it was amazing to me how it was Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. And then it was Monday, and then it was Israel. You know, I mean, you know, Ukraine's oh, hey, pick me, pick me. You know, I'm going to go to Israel, and we're. It's just on a dime, you know. Oh, it's crazy, and I don't think that the Venezuelans are going to invade um, Guyana. I don't think they will, but uh, if they do, I mean, that's where all the attention will be distracted. Look at this over. It's. It, you know, the the U.S. is constantly at war with everybody. I mean, is, it is actually criminally insane that the U.S. has 800-plus bases around the world with, with soldiers in them. I mean, and foreigners don't want to have American soldiers in their territory any more than Americans would like to have Chinese or, or, or Russian or British soldiers uh, in America. But we think we're special and different. Yeah. Oh, well, that brings up China. Do you think China's going to repatriate Taiwan? Is that on the books? Well, they say that, and they have been saying that for since Chiang Kai-shek was kicked out of China by Mao in 1949. So what's going to happen? Um, look, I don't think it makes any sense for the... Uh, for the mainland Chinese to try to attack uh, Taiwan. It'll be costly. Uh, But anything can happen because the kind of people that go into government, whether they're American or Chinese, are sociopaths. They're people that are interested in controlling other people. They're not interested in controlling the physical world. They want to control other chimpanzees out there. So... As unstable as the world is, and China is very, very economically and financially unstable today. Yes. Also. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, they could do that as a as a distraction, or maybe something will blow up uh, with in the South China or East China Seas, where the Chinese are building military platforms on all these islands that the Filipinos and the Japanese and the Taiwanese. And, and and several other minor countries think that they own. So, uh, yeah, this is a uh, formula for a, a war. And, of course, who gives a damn except for the fact that the U.S. is going to get involved in it and send one of their stupid carrier battle groups there, which will be sunk mucho pronto, because these things are s- sitting ducks. Yeah. I mean, they're more useless than battleships before World War II, our carrier groups. 
You know, that's Uh, one thing that um, it was decades ago. There was something going on in the Middle East, and I was was, uh, Chinese silkworm missiles were a big thing. And I'm going, you have, you know, I don't know, a couple million dollars or something for this missile that takes out a billion-dollar aircraft carrier. How stupid is that to do that? Oh, no, it's a... it's a it's a ten to twelve billion dollar aircraft carrier plus a couple billion dollars more for stuff on the aircraft carrier. So <sighs> yeah, yeah, it, it, this right. is just just stupid. And you know, I I don't see that China will have to invade. It seems more likely that it'll be a a social thing, a corrupt election, a you know Taiwan. All of a sudden, somebody. You know, say they're prime minister of we are going to align with China again because U.S. sucks or something. I mean, you know, it'll be, you know, I, it's always a, a perpendicular, unexpected but relevant direction of something happens. And I didn't see that. So nothing surprises me anymore. You know, I'm just like, yeah, well, you know, because they can. And that's one thing that I always, you know, program myself, you know. Do you think this is going to happen? You know, this conspiracy. Are they, you know, polluting the water, the food, the, you know, the genome, the this, the that? I don't know. Can they? You know, if they can and it's going to benefit them, they are. They sure as hell want to. You know, so it, it that's how I look at this. The people that pull the strings and do the puppeteering is it's to benefit them. Nobody gives a crap about humanity in general about uh, uh, having a system that works for the most people. They're just trying to, they're parasites. They're just, and they can't even be creative. It seems to me that the sociopathic tendencies of someone that way can't really create. They can just just latch on and, and get, they, they they're, don't have a creative component to their mind. So they need us to do it. And then they just latch on and suck us dry. So sooner or later, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know if it's optimism. I, I'm, I'm feeling that there's abundance in the future, and it makes them less of an impact on us. I, I, do you think abundance is coming, or they're going to thwart that and not have that because it's a, a com- competition with the psychopaths? Well, look, I always try to look. It may not seem like it because as I look at the world, everything looks pretty grim except for science and technology, that's going to continue advancing. And except for the fact that the average guy tries to produce more than he consume and save the difference, we could talk about those two separate subjects, causes for optimism. But uh, generally speaking, uh, look, I try to look at the bright side of everything. And one of the big bright sides I see is that the U.S. government is bankrupt. And when it becomes terminally bankrupt... It's going to have to close down all of its 800 military bases and uh, bring home all these carrier groups and all this type of thing, which are just provoking other people around the world. And hopefully when the U.S. government goes bankrupt, why, uh, you know, the FBI and the uh, CIA and and the, the DEA and a dozen other of these Praetorian agencies, they won't be able to pay the people who work for them, but they'll just turn into like armed gangs, probably <laughs> new mafias. So, uh, well, that's a tr- it's the human condition, Ernie. I'm afraid that uh, I, I'm afraid that uh, at this point, 
Uh, we still have the mentality of primitive chimpanzees. The problem is, is that 200 years ago, okay, you could shoot each other with a, a musket ball or stab each other with swords. That couldn't do a whole lot of damage. But now with nuclear and especially biological and cyber and chemical weapons, uh, we really can do an immense amount of damage. And we have people, crazy psychopaths, running every government in the world because government draws them the way Las Vegas draws gamblers. I mean, thank you for that. Thank you for that. That's one thing they're going, well, how is it that sociopaths are in? Because they're drawn to that authority, that power, that shiny badge, that gun, that, you know, that, that, that it's like moths to a flame. You know, we create government to try and protect us, you know, from these people, and then they just get in charge of it. You know, I'm just, it, 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 I don't see it ever working. It, it's, it's good to have Javier Malay as an example coming out and saying, nope. Marco capitalist, man, just done. You're lucky I even let you have a government kind of thing. That attitude, that research, that inspiration, that made you look is going to be interesting how that plays out in the future. And when you go after him, he's assassinated, he's taken out, they redo war, whatever the heck winds up happening. Uh, it's going to be a realization that we're going to have to do battle with the evil ones or the evil one. I mean, you know, it. it it's really comment a little bit on this good bad thing good versus evil everybody evil what's evil that's a subjective thing of blah 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 but i mean let's talk about that for a second i want you to just you know share with me what you think this real battle is i mean it's historic you know between what do you think is good what do you think is bad and why well i'm not a religious person it doesn't have to be religious no I, i i know but just to establish that because uh, most people's concepts of good and evil come from uh, Christian mythology. And I don't worship Yahweh or Jesus or Allah or any of these other gods. Um, and when it comes to the Bible, uh, there's a lot of wisdom in the Bible. But there's an equal amount of wisdom, actually, in uh, the Greek myths and in Shakespeare. So that... Uh, on the other hand, people need religion because it gives them some kind of a uh, a package, something they can believe in, so something to get them through the night, as Frank Sinatra said. Uh, so what do I think about evil? Evil is, it's uh, evil. You know, it's funny. Most of the people that are accused of, correctly, in my opinion, of being evildoers in world history thought they were doing good. I mean, nobody, I don't think, goes out and says, I want to do evil. No, what they think they're doing is good. They just have a bent idea of good. So uh, what is good and what is evil? Um, It's uh, good. It's uh, creative. It's nonviolent. It's productive, it's peaceful. Evil is purposefully destructive. Although, people who do evil think they're doing good. They have to destroy these things. Well, I understand that. I'd like to destroy the state, because the state as an entity 
is the most dangerous and evil single thing on the planet. I'd like to destroy it. So some people would say I'm evil for having that that feeling. <laughs> Listen, I even believe in hate speech, Ernie. Uh, I think hate speech is a good thing. Why? Because when somebody uh, talks hate speech, it's great. I can know what's on his mind. I, know, I can know who I'm dealing with. Suppressing hate speech uh, means that the, you don't really know who you're dealing with. So I have all kinds of views that are at odds with the population at large. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralized the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. <laughs> 